Hello and welcome to People Keep Dying, a podcast where I talk about people who die. I'm your host, Angela, and today I have my friend Amy as my guest. Hello, everyone. Um, Amy isn't interested in murders or no. really any of that stuff. Because I'm and boring. So I thought maybe it'd be interesting to have someone who isn't super into the same things as I am because mm-hmm. um, she's not going to find any of this. Super, well, she might find some of this super fascinating. I like storytelling, but um, the murder part is a little bit a little So bit I didn't scary. choose a murder just for you. Yay, thank you. And I chose a musician. Oh, and perfect. He dies in your birth country of Japan. Oh, yes. I, I was born in Japan. Whoop, whoop. So I chose all of this for you. Thank you. So... Um, I looked up interviews of him to figure out how to say his name, and I'm pretty sure I'm going to still say it wrong, so I'm going to call him by his last name after this initial intro. Okay. So his name is Wong Ka Kui, who was born on June 10th, 1962 in British Hong Kong. And I don't know why I wrote this down, but in case you're wondering, <laughs> this was a period in time when Hong Kong was governed as a colony under British rule, which kind of shows you like how long ago this okay. was. Got it. So during his youth, Wong became fascinated with American and European music. Mm-hmm. And when he was 15, he received a beat up acoustic guitar from his neighbor, which he repaired himself. And from that point on, he taught himself how to play the guitar and started committing himself to learn m- as much about music as possible. Like ever idealistic, like teenager, I think. Nice. During that time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. While working like different kinds of jobs to meet ends meet. But in 1983, that would change because at the age of 21, um, he would meet Yip Sai Wing in a piano company. Their mutual interest in music um, kind of brought them together and then they be- mm-hmm. quickly became friends. And then that led to them creating the band Beyond, which you wouldn't have heard Beyond. about if you are not like from, from Japan. Hong Kong oh, from or even Japan even. Yeah. They're a really big band if you're well aware of pop yeah, culture that from area. that area. But obviously you wouldn't be. Don't know. I'm sorry. Because Japan for very long. Nope. So the lineup comprised of Wong on vocals and rhythm guitar mm-hmm. and Sai Wing on drums, William Tang on lead guitar and Lee Winchu on bass. Okay. And they were quickly recognized as a band to watch out for as they won best band in a competition sponsored by Guitar Magazine that same year. So that same mm. year that they built as a band is when like they're already being recognized as like, oh, you guys are different. Which, yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, which they were. So um, in 1984, Wing Chu was replaced on bass by Wong's younger brother, Kai Kyung. And in 1985, Paul Wan will become the lead guitarist for the band after the former lead guitarist Chan Si She on left to go abroad. And that's just kind of like giving yeah. you like really brief whatever history of like the band right. and their Paul won't be mentioned again in the rest of the story. Okay. So anyways, Wan had um, previously designed posters and record covers for the band, which is how he knew them. But Beyond remained an independent band playing shows at nightclubs and at schools. And their early styles were kind of more like hard rock, new wave, um, like post punk, mm-hmm. experimental, avant garde, like kind of, you know, like there it wasn't mainstream. Right. So they self published Goodbye Ideals on cassette. And they did okay, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like 
you know, like an actual like really big band or anything. Right. But they catch the attention of music manager Leslie Chan, who saw Beyond play and was immediately impressed with their style. He became a manager and invited him to sign with Kin's Music, a music label in Hong Kong. While on paper, this sounded like a successful partnership, mainstream listeners in Hong Kong did not really like their musical style. And that's like, that's, this is like the 80s. That's how yeah, it was. that's normal. Yeah, they, they weren't used to it and they didn't really like it. And like punk and everything else was kind of big here. And so was rock, but not not the same way. And right. my cat's harassing her. Yeah, my, your so. cat's um, attacking my clothing, but that's fine. <sighs> it's okay. No, he loves you. <laughs> Um, their album sales didn't do very well, which led to, um, like which led to them making their first official album with the label Arabian Dancing Girl in 1987. Cause they had like their original like cassette, but it wasn't a full album. I think it was more like an EP or something. Right. Um, their sound was soft when we keyboards, but then it also like changed the way they sounded and they started receiving heavy criticism in the rock community who was basically like, you're selling yeah. out. What are you doing? Right. So other rock bands criticized their choice of commercialization of their original hard rock sound mm-hmm. like they're selling out. Right. So in 1988, Beyond released the pop album Modern Stage, which included some slow paced love songs and songs with satirical, socially critical lyrics, which... Even more so, but I mean, how are you supposed to feed yourself and become a big <laughs> band if you don't, you know, try to, right. I guess, like accommodate Experiment. to yeah. everyone else? Yeah. So Modern Stage also did not do well, which led to their management company um, to threaten them that they would have no longer have any opportunities to provide for them if they failed again. So like, their next album had to do well or they were screwed. Right. And obviously, because they are a big band, they do. Mm-hmm. So realizing they would just have to bite the bullet and fully sell out to become a commercial <laughs> success, mm-hmm. they released Secret Police. And this time it had even more pop songs because mm. like pop was mm-hmm. that's the genre right. that you want to go into. Pop never dies. Mm-hmm. Songs such as The Grand Earth and Like You became very popular, which led to Beyond getting increased recognition and more frequent public appearances. Okay. These public appearances would be a double-edged sword as Beyond would go on to record Social Party, a satirical song about Hong Kong's entertainment industry and how it's along with, um, like it kind of forces musicians to appear in like really stupid game TV shows like you yeah, see on YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then like it has nothing to do with their music. They just have to do it. Yeah, they have to do it for and publicity. And so it's like, yeah. I really want the success, but I also to be like appearing more often on TV to show up yeah. in stupid games. Cringy. Like, yeah. Yeah. So as Beyond started to gain more popularity, they had also become more socially aware, paying more attention to social songs, like social issues mm-hmm. and ongoing events in the world. Okay. So Wong ended up winning Best Lyrics Award for Glorious Years, which was a tribute to Nelson Mandela. Mm. And in 1991, Beyond visited Kenya and witnessed Fern's hand, like the incredible misery and poverty there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when they got back, they wrote several songs addressing the serious problems that they saw in Africa. Nice, smart. Which, you know, it's more than you can say about a lot of bands, especially mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Um, this led the band to create the Beyond Third World Foundation. And mm. I think most of the money came from like their previous records. Right. But I'm not like I looked it up briefly but i should have probably looked it up more to see what they do but i'm pretty sure they just give back to po- poverty stricken communities right. in africa yeah. 
So in Hong Kong, they soon realized that their musical artistry would be more restricted. And they looked at Japan for more musical freedom because yes. Japan for sure has more, which is what's going to lead us to why I chose this story for you. Uh-oh. So in what January happens? 1992, Beyond signed a worldwide management contract with Ooh. Japanese record label Amuse. Mm. And they released the album Continued Revolution that same year. Because in Asia... I had noticed, at least when I listened to a lot of K-pop, that they release an album every year. That's yeah. how you stay relevant. It's very, like, it's very frequent. Yeah. It's every year. And then you also have to do public performances all the time. Right. And it sounds so tired. Sounds very, yeah. Ugh. So on May 1993, Beyond returned to Hong Kong with a new album, Rock and Roll. And Boundless Oceans, Vast Guys won Best Original Song that year. And you can listen to the music and it sounds very 90s and you understand mm-hmm. why it's so popular. Right. Even if you don't understand the lyrics. Yeah. But um, before returning to Japan, the band held a couple of unplugged live concerts in Hong Kong and, and Malaysia mm-hmm. to give back to the fans. Nice. And unfortunately, oh, everything's oh, going to go to uh, shit, oh, which is uh, how oh. I always say it. Oh, man. Here, so, here we go. On June 24th, 1993, which is like a big like ding. If I say a date, it's okay. probably bad. Okay. Beyond participated in the filming of a popular Japanese game show, which I'm going to say wrong. Ukchan Nanchan no Yanara Yaraneba. Much mm, better than I could show. ever say it. And I'm from Japan. So. In the Fuji Television Studio. Okay. So 15 minutes after the show started. An accident occurred. Oh, uh, oh. The stage floor was very <sighs> narrow and slippery from oh, water. no. And while f- filming a Uh-oh. slapstick fight scene, which is so <gasps> stupid, which they yeah. just recorded a song about, Wong slipped and fell off the platform with one of the hosts, Teriyoshi Uchimura, while the show was on air. Okay. And while Teriyoshi was okay, Wong fell 2.7 meters or 8.85 feet headfirst oh. into the ground. Oh no. Wong fell into a coma immediately oh and goodness. was rushed to the hospital. But the traumatic head injury meant yeah. that the hospital had to be very cautious when operating on him. Yeah. On mm. June 26, two days later, several Beyond fans gathered at the car park lot of the commercial radio Hong Kong station mm-hmm. to pray for him. Uh-huh. And their management company actually hired a Qigong master to fix the injury, like to heal it. Because, you know, oh, they believe yeah, in that yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know? And mm-hmm. I get it. You, mm-hmm. you try everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, like Christians call on priests to, call, to pray yeah. for them. No yeah. hopes. Exactly. So on June 30th, 1993, mm-hmm. at 4.15 in the afternoon, a Japanese representative announced that Wong had died of cerebral hemorrhaging in a press conference. He was 31 years old. Wow. Which is very sad because he's younger than me when he died. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So Wong's funeral procession caused traffic in various major streets in Hong Kong and almost every famous Hong Kong canto pop singer was in attendance. Oh, I'm good. So on his funeral day, the South China Morning Post wrote, Screaming fans broke through police burials yesterday as the hearse carrying Wong Kai Kui left the Hong Kong funeral home in Quarry Bay. Mm-hmm. More than 3,000 distraught fans packed the pavements tram stops and footbridges outside the funeral parlor in King's mm-hmm. Road yelling Kai Kui 
and singing the band song because they're so distressed and sad about Mm -hmm. everything that's happening a crazy like accident yeah so although kai kui isn't here we hope he can hear our voice and see how much we miss him said a 14 year old girl so he was buried in the sing khan or Chinese permanent cemetery mm-hmm. and his tombstone is made out of white marble and bears the image of a guitar. Wow. Aww. And he still remains one of Hong Kong's most prominent musicians. Mm-hmm. Like they had um, a series of like pop stars um, to put on stamps and he was one of the five people that were on a stamp. Nice. Good um, he was named one of the most missed celebrities and an mm-hmm. asteroid was named after him in 2018. So wow. he's still uh-huh. like, he's like, it's kind of like Elvis. You mm-hmm. still miss, or Kurt Cobain. You still miss him. Right. Even they, though. they honor his memory. Yeah. Still. So while the band tried to stay together, Wong's younger brother, Kai Kung, said during a radio interview that a reuni- reunion would be impossible mm-hmm. and it would be meaningless to continue without his other brother. True. true. Yeah, that's true. So Good that's, for him my story and that was really short that i was not expecting that um crazy (laughs) turn of events holy oh i chose a story that wouldn't give you nightmares (laughs) didn't give me nightmares at all it was very very interesting and hopefully you enjoyed it yes from my homeland appreciate a good homeland story and thank you for listening to my story and yeah, it's very different without Stephanie like interjecting and asking like a thousand questions because it makes it really short. So I'm sorry. Is um, this short? Yeah, I don't. I guess I was supposed to ask more questions. I'm no. kicked off forever now. Never allowed to come back to the, oh, to I know, the show. For sure. I have so many friends. Yeah, and all, all the guests <laughs> lining up. <laughs> Outdoor people coming in. Yep. Well, um, I'm sorry that this was too short of a story for us to return but too bad this is what you guys get so thank you for listening and thank you for being my guest today yes Amy. thank you for having it me feels i had way fun less awkward to talk to, to talk to yourself yeah not than talk- to talk to a wall or yeah. a cat who's not going to respond to me at all yeah and he stopped attacking me now so that's good yes so um if you like what we're doing if you would like to send me an email my Do email it. is people keep dying at gmail.com you can follow us on or you can follow us. You can follow me on all the different social medias. Follow I her. respond to them. I came back from the dead. Follow and her. so hopefully you will be supportive. And hopefully us. she doesn't haunt your dreams and nightmares because yeah. you didn't follow. And hopefully I don't die. But Stephanie did promise that if I die prematurely, she will, she will take over. At least take one episode to talk about how I died. Okay. I I heard that as well. So yes. I will hold her accountable. She will be held accountable if I die prematurely to do one podcast episode of me. So it's good. Um, thank you. And see you next week. Bye. 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 <laughs>